This NASCAR 2024 free agent predictions and Hall of Fame recap edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T dot com and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by the merch store, the SGPN merch store. 15% off of everything when you use promo code PLAYOFFS. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Welcome in, everybody, to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. It is Friday. Of course, in the world of podcasting, I suppose it really doesn't matter what day it is. But for us, it's Friday, and we're happy that we have reached the end of yet another week. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about, lots of stuff in the news, but first want to say hello to Rye Cape in the chat. If you're watching us live on YouTube, please do. We always appreciate everybody watching and everybody following along with us live on these episodes. But Cody, I mean, within the last couple of hours, we have seen NASCAR social media explode over some recent news, and we'll talk about that in a second. But also... We're going to talk about some free agency uh, possibilities, some Hall of Fame inductees. I think there's one guy that I know, uh, you know, that that's in there as well. Dos Flacos in the chat, still in the office, but cheers, boys. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Share the love with the office. Hello, Share. office. Hello, office. So <laughs> anyways, Cody, lots to get to today, even though it's uh, kind of a slow odds day. Yeah, there is. Uh, it's been actually a very busy day. wise Rye said. Haven't left the house today. It's snowing. We had our fair share of that yesterday. Our snow squall. My kid did not have school today um, because of because of the road conditions this morning. So it's clearing up a little bit. But uh, Rod, the low tonight, the air temperature low tonight, minus 17 degrees. Um, so it'll probably be in the negative 45 ish range with the wind chill. Uh, so <laughs> that's on me, right? Gonna stay home tonight. Yeah, that's on you for not bringing a drink. Hopefully you came with your uh, colorful antifreeze-looking drink today. Unfortunately, nope. no. Just Did some not. water. That's what's going to bring the rain next week. So thanks. Look, at, I'm all for day drinking, but I think 1 o'clock on a Friday, unfortunately, is kind of where I have to draw the line. First of all, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's already 3 here. It's no big deal. No, absolutely it is. And that's my motto, right? I mean, we were both in the military. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. What What do we exactly. even do? So, um, <laughs> 
All right, so listen, as we start to, to kick off this uh, this episode, I, I just I alluded to some news that kind of shook the entire social media span, and I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek because you said it the other day, I think it was even yesterday, about uh, the clash, not allowing visitors and not allowing spectators for the heat races. And so uh, at the LA Coliseum, they weren't going to allow anybody in. And so then, in a recent turn it, of events... Well, it blew up. Uh, Reddit was NASCAR Reddit was freaking out. NASCAR Twitter was freaking out. What are they doing? Why do they? Why are they not allowing the fans in here? Just going berserk. So uh, NASCAR responded. They and did they ever respond? So they kicked the doors open and said, "You know what? Screw it. If you want in, everybody's getting in, and it's absolutely free." free. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's Which, two schools of thoughts on this one right away, yes. right? There's the people that are like, fantastic, we get to go to a NASCAR event for free. And these are heat races. These are these are cars on the track. These are actual guys competing. This isn't like a showcase of just setting up the cars and going, this is actual racing. And then there's the yeah. school of thought that's, uh, if everybody can get in, then everybody's going to want to get in. So what do you do? Yeah, you, you cut out a little bit on me there, but yeah, I uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. No, then the the people who bought tickets already, thinking they were getting the full event. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's interesting, but I like I love having it free. Maybe maybe we should have started with that a little more transparently. But uh, hey, I love it. You know, if you're in the LA area, you're busy on Sunday, you can't afford it, whatever. Now you can go over there for free. You can see some racing action. It's going to be the other you know, practices. And the the heat races, so you know you're not getting the full event or anything, but you're getting some time there. Gonna be awesome. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, a couple of schools of thought as well. Like maybe they probably should have did that from the beginning, but also they listened to the fans. They quickly reacted. They quickly fixed the situation to what the correct thing is to what the fans wanted. So I think that's another positive of of NASCAR and and their willingness. You know, more so over the last few years to listen to fan feedback and what the fans are saying and you know a lot of people didn't want the the stage cautions at the road courses anymore which are coming back this year by the way we haven't we haven't gone that far but uh but you know so they did take it away in a weird time in the playoffs to take it out but they did test it out to see how it would look and stuff so um you know they are willing to to make adjustments as needed and and to listen to the fans so i think that that's uh, that's a very good thing by by the sport of nascar so my take is this the people that are absolutely up in arms about the fact that it's free, one, probably don't live close enough to the event to even go in the first place. So, and, and weren't even planning on going to any of it. So they just, they're just going to cry for crying's sake. And that's fine. I get that. But then there's, they don't know LA either. There's so much going on in LA. It's not like anybody's going to just wander by and go, Oh, look, a free event. Let's go check this out. Like, that's not how this works. Like, People that are going to go to this event. If it was here, everybody would be like, oh, my goodness, a, a big event that's free. Let's go. Whereas in L.A., there's a hundred other things going on. There's just no way that this is going to be the disaster that the folks that are like, oh, you're opening up and there's going to be a, a stomping ground and everybody's going to try to fight for a good place. To, and I was like, dude, it's L.A. It, it, in L.A., it's probably cooler to not go to a free event than it is to go to a free event. So I, I don't know what they're complaining about because to me, that's like – all you're doing all you're doing by giving this as a free event is making it possible for folks to discover your sport. If that's what you want, 
That's what you need. I love that Rye Cape chiming yeah, in yeah. too. Rye's got it. If the internet isn't bitching, the internet is broken. Absolutely. That is very true. But Absolutely. overall, yeah, this is it's a great thing. It's awesome. Uh and I mean, you're gonna have races going on. Why not have why not have them uh them coming out here? Yeah. Uh look at does Flacco saying if you make free parking at Indy, the dirt turnout's gonna double. Yeah. I, I bear I you know you that's know. that's the same thing with Giants games out here too, man. I, it's like five hundred dollars to park your car. Uh, which is why That's, in San Francisco you yeah. just take public transit. Yeah, you go down to the Royals games and stuff, and the tickets are cheap as hell. But they they get you on the parking. It's you know four hundred dollars to get into the parking lot, and and that's the only parking option. So oh, they got you by the by the short hairs on that one, don't they? Yep. Uh, yeah. So again, like I said, to me, it's just I can't see a downside to this. I mean, I don't I don't think that the what people are 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 seeing is going to happen is going to happen like it's going to be a free event yes but that doesn't mean that you're going to get six hundred thousand people trying to get into the coliseum and and stomp on everybody and trample everybody it's like get out of here with that nonsense just enjoy for what it's worth go to a free event and and watch nascar yeah no it's it's a, overall a good thing much better than them deciding to to not allow fans in so yeah yeah it's I, a win and then they're like we'll make it 10 bucks I'm like well what does 10 bucks do <laughs> Nothing, Rod. It does nothing. Ten bucks. Ten bucks in L.A. Again, that's parking, like for a ten-minute span. So whatever. I. <laughs> but I'm excited. I wish that I was going to be in L.A. around that time because I would sure as hell go to that free event. I would. I would brave the crowds. I would make sure that I was there uh, with my Jimmy Johnson gear. How, how flying. far are you from from L.A. where you're at? Uh, it depends. Uh, it could be anywhere from seven and a half hours to two days, depending on the traffic. Oh, you're so, that far now. I yeah. thought everybody in California lived in Los Angeles. That's crazy. Oh, everybody in California can go to Disneyland within a half hour. That's that's the preconceived. Uh, that's, everyone's like, why don't you go to Disneyland every weekend? I was like, because I have to drive like nine hours to get there. Like, what Jeez, do you do? Like, I get to Chicago at that time from here. <laughs> I try to explain to people, I, the state of California, if I drive from top to bottom, is like driving down the entire East Coast. So there's just no, you know, like there's no quick way to get anywhere. So I don't get it. There People, you go. Oh, well. That's your California geography lesson for you today. <laughs> um, you learn something every day, Rod. Yeah, we certainly do. Okay, we're going to talk about some uh, some Hall of Fame betting, uh, or not betting, but Hall of Fame inductees when we come back. But let me tell you about DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. They're bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game, get 200 instantly in bonus bets. As we know, the NFL playoffs. Playoffs kicking off tomorrow and already if you're listening to this on a Saturday. Um, so what are you looking at when you're looking at betting on the NFL <clears throat> on DraftKings? Pardon me. You've got the Texans as nine and a half point underdogs to the Ravens. You've got the Packers nine and a half point underdogs to the 49ers. All these lines are pretty much holding strong. Buccaneers six and a half point underdogs to the Lions and the Chiefs two and a half point underdogs to the Bills. Make sure you get on on your favorite side of the action by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code SGP. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccp. Pg.org. Please play responsibly. 
on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Seek dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So, NASCAR inducted its brand new Hall of Fame class of 2024. Chief among them, the greatest to ever lace up Wait, zip up a fire suit uh, in in NASCAR, and I will stand by that statement. I know that there's plenty will come at me with it, but show me who's done better than Jimmy Johnson, and I can tell you nobody. So Jimmy Johnson in there. Yeah, no arguments. I I think he's also the greatest of all time. Just a quick note, uh, tonight at 8 p.m., I believe this is Eastern time, yes, uh, the induction ceremony will be live on Peacock. So 8 o'clock on the East Coast, you can figure it out from there. Um, so if you're, if you're interested in watching that, definitely check that out. But yeah, Jimmy Johnson, uh, I think, uh, you know, it, it is, it's not quite the Michael Jordan argument where there is not an argument. I think some arguments can be made, but Jimmy Johnson, in both of our opinions, the greatest NASCAR driver to ever do it rightfully earning his place, um, a little different than a lot of, uh, a lot of other, uh, sports where Jimmy Johnson is still going to be in nine events this season. And, and yet he's going into the hall of fame. So. Uh, but of course, his his full time stuff has been over for a little bit. Uh, seven championships, obviously putting him alongside of Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Uh, the way that he did it, a lot different than the way that those guys did it. A lot harder. Um, he won five of those consecutively from 2006 to 2010. Uh, 83 career Cup Series victories. Uh, that's tied for sixth all time alongside Cale Yarborough. Of course, he was named one of the NASCAR 75 greatest drivers lists in 2023. First in our hearts and minds, of course. Um, but obviously, very, very deserving. Um, one of the greatest drivers that's ever that's ever graced the sport. Absolutely dominated in his time. You know, we talk a lot about F1 over on the F1 podcast and what Max Verstappen is doing right now. And it's very similar to what Jimmy Johnson was doing. Max is winning a little bit more percentage of races because things are a little different in F1. But, I mean, just absolutely dominating the sport. And they would change the rules. They would change the playoff format, and it didn't matter. Jimmy still found his way to end out, end up on top each time. Seven championships. Tough to argue with the greatness there. 83 wins. Um, and now, you know, he continues his uh, legacy with Legacy Motor Club, of course, right? He's in the owner's, owner's side of things, still racing part-time as well, like we said nine uh, scheduled races coming up this year. So still get to see him in both the facets of being an owner um, alongside of Richard with his seven titles as well. And then uh, in being a driver still with his nine events. I'll have no more of this cheater nonsense. I'm, I'm absolutely tired of this narrative because anytime that somebody excels and propels themselves to the top of any sport, you want to come after the guy and you want to start pickpocketing. I mean, deflate gate and, and spy gate and all that stuff meant to, to tear down the new England Patriots dynasty. The truth of the matter is they were just damn good and nobody had anything for them at that point. And it's the same with Jimmy. Did he adapt and did he overcome? Like you said, Cody, they changed the rules. So this guy would quit winning championships and he still won championships. You can't call all of that cheating when you are rising above all the roadblocks <laughs> majeski gate. Joe Flacco's majeski gate uh, Joe Flacco sent me his championship parlay 
Uh, he, he DM'd me the other day. Of course, he's got Majeski in there. Of course. I think who else? Who else did he have? I think he had like Sheldon Creed and Ross Chastain. I think it was something like that. Oh, that's a hell like, of a parlay. That's a, that's a nice looking parlay. Other than the part that uh, that has uh, Majeski, it's Sam Mayer. So it's Ty Majeski, Sam Mayer, Ross Chastain. Um, yeah, I like it. Other than the Majeski part, so sucks he's going to lose it on that leg. But oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, it. Yeah, to your point. Uh, haters are gonna hate right and now it's it's so funny because he's gonna be running toyota now obviously this year with legacy you're starting to see a lot more people hate on him just because he switched to toyota now it's the anti kyle bush thing but everybody's always gunning for the guys up top did they use innovation yes of course they did and yeah back to rye capes point like you're you're highlighting there the internet isn't bitching it's it's broken right but uh yeah everybody's going for the people at the top Sure, they innovated things, and and they were the greatest minds. And speaking of the greatest minds, and and the Tom Brady comparison, he's going in with his Bill Belichick, which is of course Chad Knaus, yes. the uh, the guy who was with him from Title One to Title Two. Uh, I mean, he was the top the box for for all seven championships, eighty one of the eighty three victories. He was suspended for two of the wins, um, but they won a lot together. Um, of course, then Knaus went on to be with. William Byron for his first couple of seasons. Now he's moved up into, he's the vice president of competition for Hendrick Motorsports now. Um, and he is only behind Dale Inman, who is obviously one of the greatest of all time when it comes to crew chiefs, and Leonard Wood, one of the greatest racing minds of all time uh, in the wins by a crew chief um, note. So, yeah, uh, it's obviously Chad Knauss. It's, it's just like, I, it, I view this much like Brady Belichick, right? And people always want to have the argument, well, you know, Tom, you know, Belichick wouldn't have been what he was without Tom. Look at what happened after after Brady left, right? And if you look at Canals, what happened after Jimmy, you know, him and Jimmy separated. Like, it's just uh, these guys in the primes of their careers were the best of the best. They were paired up together and everything went perfectly. You can't look at their time after they split up with each other, after they were out of their primes, after things started to pass them by. While they were both in it, in the heat of their careers, they were the two best at it. They were put together in a coach-quarterback pairing, in a driver-crew-chief uh, pairing, whatever the case is. These two guys put it together. They did it. Would they have gotten to seven without each other? Probably not, right? Jimmy still wins titles, of course. Chad still wins titles, of course. I think that that is not arguable. Do they get to seven? Does Brady Belichick get to six? I mean, it's, it is almost a direct comparison through a lot of the same years, which is crazy. Um, but I, I think that, again, the perfect pairing, the perfect match, they went through their spats, right? And they went through their times, and and there's come stories have come out where there were times they didn't talk to each other. They got in heated arguments, but you put those things together and look what it gave us, look what it created. 81 victories together of, of Jimmy's 83 and um, seven championships in the Cup Series. Again, adapting through rules, adapting through car changes. I mean, in, in, during this time, we went through multiple phases of the next generation of cars, all of this. Now they get to go into the hall together. I think that it's uh, perfect, and they should be you know, brought in together. Obviously, they're enshrined as their own people, which is how it should be, right? They're, they're still they're separate people, but coming in together I think is perfect, and uh, getting to share the night after they shared so much success together I think is, is a great way to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even add anything to that Belichick-Brady uh, thing. It, it's exactly the same. It's just these guys, in some cosmic twist of fate, were put together at the same time with the same just karmic 
I don't know. I whatever it was, I am thankful for it because as a Jimmy Johnson fan, before any of that started going on, you know, I'm telling you, it was it was fun to watch that entire time, and I'm glad I was able to do it, and I'm glad I picked Jimmy Johnson as my driver. So uh, definitely can't complain there. Uh, all right, last but not least, I feel, almost feel bad for for Donnie Allison, right? <laughs> Donnie Allison. <laughs> Fantastic he gets to ride driver. it on their coattails. Seriously, that, like f- just a fantastic driver in of his own right, legendary driver in his of uh, in his own time. Of course, he gets shadowed by the greatest of them all. But Donnie Allison joining them in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, member of the Alabama gang, right? Uh, the, I believe he's the final Alabama gang member that's that's in there. Uh, ambassador of the sport for over fifty years. Only ten career wins. He won the the Rookie of the Year. Um, owns the best combined Indy 500 slash Coca-Cola 600 double with a fourth place finish at the Brickyard, followed by winning the uh, the Coke 600. So obviously that, you know, we just talked yesterday about Indy 500 odds. Kyle Larson's going to be running it this year. Donnie did it all the way back in 1967. Fourth place in Indy and then comes over and wins in the series, one of his 10 career wins. Uh, one of his most famous moments, the first flag-to-flag television coverage of the Daytona 500, the 1979 coverage on CBS. There was the last lap fight in the infield after the wreck. Donnie was one of the guys uh, involved in that with um, Kale Yarborough, of course, of course, as they uh, went into to fisticuffs on live TV. So Donnie's a very deserving member as well, um, and it's awesome to see him being uh, elected into the Hall of Fame. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Just sorry, Donnie, that it happened at the same time that J- that Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss, uh got there as well. So uh, there is your Hall of Fame inductee class. Just like Cody said, if you want to watch it, go watch it on Peacock. Those of you who still have a Peacock subscription for the rest of the month because you subscribe to watch the uh, uh, the playoffs, this is a perfect opportunity to use that to your yes. advantage. Dude, Peacock is. They got good stuff on there anyways. Go check out the series Ted uh, based on oh the movies. Ted. God. It I... is. I'm only a couple episodes in. Hilarious. There is a really funny joke. Um, so it's it's set in Boston, right? Because it's like playing off the Wahlberg character from the movies. Set in Boston in like the 90s. And the dad makes a reference to how it sucks being Patriots fans. And he wishes they could just be Buffalo Bills fans. <laughs> obviously, that's when the Bills were going to their four Super Bowls. And it's like hilarious as, you know, they put that joke in now. But hilarious thinking back to... You know, good thing you stuck with the Patriots because uh, that that worked out pretty well for him. But one other thing I did want to mention too with the Hall of Fame stuff, Janet Guthrie is um, she is being put in as the pine. What is this? The pioneer? Oh, I just lost landmark that. award so, for outstanding contributions. The land, yep, yeah, the landmark award. That's what she is getting. Um, the first woman to compete in an NASCAR Premier Series race, uh, Premier Series Super Speedway race, 1967. Um, she was an aerospace engineer in the 1960s. Very, very smart woman. Um, goes behind the wheel to become a full-time racer in 1972. Um, 15th place in the 1976 World 600, now known as Coca-Cola 600, of course. Uh, the next year she piloted cars in the Daytona 500 and the Indianapolis 500, becoming the first woman to participate in both events. Um, she had a sixth place finish in Bristol in 77, her best finish um, she made 33 premier series starts with five top 10 finishes, which really that's, that's pretty solid. So, um, awesome for her. She is a member, uh, she was a member of the first class inducted into the international sports women's hall of fame. Her helmet and fire suit are on display at the Smithsonian as well. So 
awesome that she's going to be recognized with the uh, the landmark award tonight as well. Got to love that. And again, it's it's sad that it's outshined, but yeah, definitely a good recognition uh, to round out the Hall of Fame class. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll start talking about some free agent predictions for 2024 and what we think. We did this last year with 2023. I think we I think we did a pretty good job of, of uh, sussing it all out. So we'll come back and do that for this year as well. But let me tell you about Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Peer-to-peer social betting is new and a better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, any other event that you could think of with verifiable outcomes. Plus, it's tons of fun, and it's got social features that'll give it the feel of a betting social network. Cut offers the lowest VIG, and you get fully customizable odds, which means create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things, too, so you're not going to have to chase anybody down for the money that they owe you when they inevitably are going to lose because you are smart bettors out there. I know you'll win every cut bet that you ever make. Social features are involved as well with group chats, betting leaderboards, and head-to-head history. So you can also tout the fact that you are the best side better in the world. User profiles, fan groups, and more. Not to mention rewards. Get cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. Reminder that Cut is the, P- the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head to Cut.com, that's K-U-T-T dot com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We love us some underdog on this show. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite fantasy players' stats and cash in. Listen, Christian McCaffrey's going off this weekend. Just going off. So his number, 92 and a half. Take the more than on that and just love yourself for it later because this is about to be a Christian McCaffrey game. I'm guaranteeing it. So watch along, make picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app and website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. So now that I guaranteed McCaffrey, uh, it's it's going to definitely be not a Christian McCaffrey day, so my bad. Uh, Seth in the chat. Happy Feel Good Friday, Rod and Cody. Seth. Hey, buddy! Thanks for joining us on the show. It's a. Uh, I wish I could have been on the on the back road with you last night. Unfortunately, uh, couldn't work out time wise. But uh, looking forward to a full season of the back road. Go back and watch Seth and Elliot on the back road from last night. Lots of good breakdowns of the season to come, and uh, of course, join us all season long. Yeah, love it. Happy uh, feel good Friday to you as well, Seth. We had Seth on a couple. Of, what was that? Probably about a month ago or so. Um, on for a really fun episode. That was was a good time, kind of an evergreen for the offseason. Go back and check that out. Was a really fun one. Uh, and yeah, make sure you check out the back road. They always do an amazing job over there. Um, so yeah, I'll have to go go check out yesterday's episode as well. I haven't not had a chance yet, but it's always uh, a must listen for the week. You're snowed in for the weekend, so you got nothing but time on your hands to to catch up that's, on everything. That's very true. <laughs> Besides, I'm biased. I love that show. So uh, make sure you go check it out as well. Yes. Um, all right, Cody, there are going to be some free agents heading into the end of this offseason, and uh, we have to try to figure out what that looks like and what that means for the shape of the uh, NASCAR season going forward. We already know that the rides are full, right, for this year. We, we know that we've, we're going to see some faces like Zane Smith in these cars. We're going to see John Hunter Nemechek back in there. Um, guys like Almarola out for the Cup Series. Obviously, Kevin Harvick retiring. Um 
you know, all the shakeup in, in the SHR camp. But as we go into this coming season in this off season, uh, what rides are going to be open, Cody? Let, let's I'll, I'll let you start by kind of discussing what rides are expected to be open this this season as we close the 2024 season out. Yeah, so kind of based on this off of an article over at the the Daily Downforce is where I found that kind of has a they have a solid list here on their website. So and like they kind of stayed at the top, right? NASCAR is not like the NFL where they disclose every contract. We don't always get all the details, um, you know. And so, for, like it says here. Uh, what we can deduce from the language, such as multi-year deal or for the year X, Y, Z, what drivers may have expiring contracts. So it's not always a inexact. We know when their contract is up or we know the deals, details of their contract and all of that. So uh, first up on the list, though, in this one, we pretty much know it seems to be a year-to-year thing. Martin Truex Jr., he's in the 19 car. A lot of talk. Maybe he was going to retire after this past season. He really drug it to later in the season. Um, you know, he, he kind of went on a run there towards late regular season, wins the regular season title, decides then, which is good. He decided then before he uh, absolutely shit the bed in the playoffs. Maybe he wasn't having as much fun, but decided he was having fun, decided he wanted to come back and do it for another season. Um, so, Rod, you know, it, we're assuming it's, it's kind of a year-to-year deal here. Does he come back for another season in 2024? Is this going to be the final ride for Martin Truex Jr.? What, uh, what do you think? I said yes last year. I think we both said yes last year. And, and we're surprised that he decided he wanted to come back through it again. I mean, you, you even joked all of the 2022 season that he was the retired driver, yeah. Martin Truex Jr., right? I don't think very no, many of what, us. What, from a betting aspect, just to throw it out there. Sure. It's crazy because from 2022, I did refer to him as a retired guy, would not bet on him. And then the question was proposed. I think it was Justin that asked, which driver had made us, you know, when we had our mailbag a couple weeks ago, which driver made us the most money in 2023? And my answer was Martin Truex Jr. It's it's crazy how quickly uh, things can change, huh? Yeah. Uh, but I guess to, to your point, though, I, I want to say that this might be it. I, I, and, I, and the only reason I say that this might be it is because I'm going to be right if I'm right. I'm obviously going to be wrong if I'm wrong. But, like, you would be more right. Like, I think, I think as... As the seasons go on, the percentage of yes to to Willie retire gets bigger than no, right? So at some point you're playing the odds as far as when is it going to be uh, him going out? You know, it's it's just I would say yes because I think I would be right uh, more than fifty percent. I would be right. You know what I'm saying? Seth says great point. Fading him early and won me a lot of money last season. That's and that's it too. Yeah, so like, that's, yeah. Yeah, faded him. We faded him hardcore in 2022. I mean, it became a joke almost how much we were fading him. And then last year, you know, he hits the 35 to one at Sonoma. Um, he was part of that uh, John Hunter Nemechek Truex sweep at was that New Hampshire, I think, where we hit like a 35 to one. Both of them. He and there was multiple instances where he hit smaller bets, but hitting those bigger ones always sticks in your mind too. So yeah, he was was a very uh, profitable guy for us last season. But I think you're spot on, right? We know we're getting. We're getting near the end here, and there's there's not much left. And obviously, every year that goes on, you're going to get closer to where he actually does hang it up. Uh, a lot like Kevin Harvick, I think, where it was kind of you know, writing started to be on the wall, or kind of, and then it was kind of like, okay, yeah, it looks like he's going. I think that this probably is his last year. Maybe we get one more. I'd be surprised if it goes any farther than 2025. And I really think that this will be his last year. I think that they've got it set up perfectly bringing John Hunter Nemechek back up through the ranks Toyota has. 
He's in the legacy car. He can get comfortable in the next-gen car for a year with legacy, help them transition over to Toyota, and then slide him right into that 19 car. I think they will rebrand it back to the 18 car. The original Gibbs number, the the Kyle Busch feel will be gone from the 18, and it will be a new number at that point again. Um, so I think that they'll rebrand it back to the 18 car. I think John Hunter Nemechek will drive it if that's the case. But I do think this will be the final year that we see Martin Truex Jr. out there. And this sport's going to be worse off for it, too. I mean, honestly, it's not like we're over here cheering for him to leave. Like, Martin Truex Jr. has been one of the the better drivers and the more, more consistent drivers in the entire sport, right? I mean, it's hard, hard to find a guy who's driven as consistently and as hard as Martin Truex Jr. And so to see him go is no... No picnic. It's not like we're over here with our, you know, our, our big glasses of whatever we drinking and, and celebrating that that fact. So, um, yeah, it's not it's not with a, a happy heart that we try to predict him going away. And I think you're I think exactly what you're laying out is exactly the way it's going to end up going. And I think we're, we're closer to that than we're farther away from that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and I think then, you know, potentially Chandler Smith off of his chip winning season in Xfinity slide right into that 42 car. Um, just a little, little foreshadowing there, but I do think that, uh, that that will probably be the case. So, uh, you ready for the next guy on the list? Yes, Rob? sir. All right. This is a combo front row motorsports. They do run just year to year contracts. That's how they've done it for as long as I can remember. Um, and so every year it's, it's a thing of, will they bring guys back? Will they not? Michael McDowell, you feel like he's probably fairly safe, right? Unless he just has an absolutely horrible season. He's done enough over the last couple of years, winning a race last year at Watkins Glen, winning the 500 a couple of years ago. He's made the playoffs a couple of seasons here. Seems to kind of be their flagship driver at this point. Was rumors maybe he would even get the Stuart Haas ride um, this past season, but I, I think that he'll probably stay. Todd Gilliland, I think, is the bigger question mark in the 38 car. Um, he, uh, you know, we were surprised he, they kept him for this year, right? Because you go into last year, and he was originally going to run all 36 races. Then they couldn't find sponsorship for all of them, so they threw Zane Smith in that car for a few years. Front Row had an option on Zane Smith, and basically they could keep him if they wanted to, uh, and that's what everybody expected, right? Zane Smith's going to be in the Cup Series this year. He's going to be in that 38 truck car coming out of the truck, and then they passed on him, and they declined his option. They let him go, which was very weird, and nobody really saw that coming. He leaves Ford completely. Goes to Chevrolet, Inspire, kind of an interesting thing. Um, Gilliland, I think it'll depend on sponsorship. I think it'll depend on how his season goes. He had a decent season last year, some pretty good runs, not quite up to the level of, of McDowell. Um, but I think this one kind of is a true toss-up, right? I think maybe depending on what Lane Riggs does in that 38 truck, I think there's chance he could become so good in that truck quickly that they look to that in, in the future down the road with him. Maybe consider moving him up quicker. Uh, maybe it's a sponsorship thing with somebody else. So I would say McDowell, in my opinion, will probably continue to be back as long as he wants to be. Um, and, and I think the 38 car will just be a true toss-up depending on a, on a number of factors. And, you know, when you look at this, this, this driver stall never really gets you that excited. And we really only bring up these guys' names on super speedways for the most part. I mean, McDowell, there's a couple other spots where we kind of bring his name up as, as a potential dark horse for a win. Mostly top tens is what we look at when we look at Michael McDowell. But yeah, they need to do something, you know, and it, it's not as much as, as it needs to be competitive because, you know, the sport's better off by it. But I, I just feel like some of these teams, they've been 
dragging along for so long that it, it would be nice to see a good driver and and a good steady results out of these guys. You know, Todd Gilliland, Michael McDowell, they're they're good drivers again, but I mean, McDowell really for for the equipment that it is and where you expect them to be. I mean, he's made the playoffs a couple of times here lately. It's not. I mean, I'd say he's outperformed. I mean, he won flat out, just won the race at Watkins Glen earlier this season. So that definitely counts for something. I think he's definitely earned it. Um, but yeah, another thing too, they just switched their technical alliance this week. Um, they've been aligned with uh, RFK with Roush for a long time, and they're switching over to Team Penske, which. Obviously, Team Penske's won the last two titles, but we were talking about later in last season that Roush was outperforming Penske. So, an interesting decision to switch, it and is. we'll see if how much that you know does the Rick Ware partnership step up a little more than with RFK. Some interesting moves in the Ford camp there, but uh, yeah, who knows? It's like AlphaTauri shaping up with Red Bull. We'll see how that goes. Uh, JDK in the chat saying, afternoon, gents. What did I miss? Can you guys please start over? In fact, oh, let sure. us rewind. <laughs> All right. Welcome well, to the NASCAR Gambling <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Cody's your new host, and we're all there. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, we switched. I'm the host now. No. <laughs> see, this that's what you missed, JDK. This is why you got to join us from the very beginning. Uh, yeah, so listen, and, and, and for both of these guys... Honestly, this is sort of like a developmental kind of uh, ride anyways, right? I mean, it's if you bring somebody in, do you want them to kind of excel through into a better team? Neither one of these guys, I don't know, are going to be able to improve their situation, right? I don't know that any other teams are, are chasing after these guys if they are free agents after next season. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that probably, I mean, if Stuart Haas didn't go for McDowell, you know, being that veteran guy could fill in one of those rides. I don't know that he's going anywhere else. Gilland. Again, where would he go, especially in the Ford camp? Uh, I mean, we're going to get into another Ford drive or a couple Ford drivers coming up here, but I don't know. So next up, jumping over to SHR, a couple of teammates here, Ryan Priest. Um, so, you know, according to them, they, we believe that uh, he's on a year to year deal. And that's what it seems like, right? Because it, it seemed like he jumps in, replaces Custer. It's kind of a one year thing. And then we weren't even sure he'd be back this year. He is back this year, um, but, you know, if he doesn't perform better this year than he did this past season, does he come back? And then also in that camp, Josh Berry, um, nothing, like they say here, nothing was said about the length of his uh, deal. However, it seems that Berry will likely have a, a second year. Rarely are drivers ousted after one year. The sponsorship situation is a little interesting. At the time of writing this article, there was no sponsors known. I know they've announced a couple now. Sonny D's back. Um, some Western wear something was, is going on the car and stuff now too. So um, for Josh Berry, I do think he'll be back for another season coming in as a rookie. He's kind of the big bet, right? The guy moving up that, that's supposed to have a lot of talent. Dale Jr. Says he can win a title, all this stuff. So I don't think we need to talk too much about him. Ryan Priest, that one could be an interesting one. You know, if he does perform well, if McDowell does continue to perform well, maybe SHR does decide they need that veteran presence over there poaches him. I know that that Tony really likes Ryan. Um, does Custer? That's what does I was Custer. About to say. Yeah, does Custer win two Xfinity titles in a row here? And Priest is, you know, has fallen off. And do they put Custer back up into that ride? That's a possibility. Custer's dad works is very high up in the Stuart Haas organization. Uh, or actually, is he? Yeah, I think he works on the Stuart Haas side. I don't remember what his relate. I, I was trying to think if he's on the Indy side or the not Indy, the F one side, but. I think he's on the NASCAR side somewhere, but 
that could be a potential thing, right? If if Custer comes out and wins his 10 races, I thought he was going to win last year, this year, and wins a second title in a row, at that point, you've got to put him back into the cup car almost, right? So I think it's a very fluid situation. Obviously, we've talked about all the fluidity with Stuart Haas and how they're so young now. I mean, really, their entire core is young. Do they just want to keep these guys together? Could be a lot of things going there. But, but I think that Custer would be the main one to watch for maybe replacing Priest if they decide that, you know, Priest isn't cutting it and they want to move on. That's 100% where my mind went. As soon as we were talking about Priest and not being in that ride anymore, you definitely turned to Cole, Cole Custer because that's the guy who you sent down to have the success that he's having in the Xfinity series. So what, I mean, what, what would be the purpose of you sending him down to have that success? And then let's say he does win another title, or even let's say that he, uh, he comes down and he wins a bunch of races, but he doesn't really win the title, but you know, he's a pretty dominant driver in that. What would be the point of you sending him down for the seasoning if not to reward him for doing exactly what you sent him back down to do, right? And that would be to give him back a ride. Just like you said, you're not going to give him the four car, I mean, I think Josh Berry, like you said, does get another look. But for Ryan Priest, look, last season, his average start was 22.9. His average finish was 20.8. He had two top 10s and one top five. For as much as we like to give him some credit, right, it wasn't a great season. And if he comes out and does it again... And Custer, Custer wasn't horrible in that car before. I mean, he won a race at, at Kentucky in that car... And he was okay. He wasn't, I mean, for where Stuart Haas was kind of running with some of the other guys, he wasn't living up to that. And I think it was a good move to put him back. And look, he's won a, a title already, one season down in Xfinity. So I, I think that that definitely could be open. Moving over, staying oh, in the fourth I got, camp. I got one more. Oh, I got one, got one we gotta, more. Yeah, right, no, we got we to gotta hit one more break. We blew past this one, and I totally, totally forgot about it because we were in heated discussion. So, so see up. Oh, I'm already fired from hosting. Yes, you are, <laughs> JDK. You're jumping up next. You're next. Just kidding. <laughs> Win bigger by betting smarter this season, this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. We are in a heated battle with the rest of the shows in the entire Sports Gambling Podcast Network to try to move the most merch. Therefore, I declare 15% off of everything all month long if you use the promo code PLAYOFFS. You're welcome. Now, go buy all the merch that your little arms can carry and then get a friend and have them do the exact same thing. Make sure when you are checking out to let them know that you are sent by the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. No other show gets the credit. For all of your purchases, we do. At the end of the month, whoever moves the most merch is going to get a fat stack. All right, maybe not a fat stack, but at least a nice little bump uh, for us. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make sure we reward you guys somehow for making that all happen. So get over to the merch store right now, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use the promo code PLAYOFFS. You get 15% off all month on everything, all your favorite NASCAR gambling podcast racing. Uh, gambling podcast merchandise. 
trailed off. There. Good, good job, Rod. You you didn't you made it through. That's all that matters. Thank God, because <laughs> I was I was about to start blubbering and and crying again to, and begging. So never looks good on me. <laughs> all right, next, next up on the list, Austin Sindrick in the two Penske car. Um, we know that Blaney is locked in long term. We know Joey's locked in long term. They're the last two champions of the sport. Austin Sindrick in that legendary two car for Roger Penske. Um, we know he signed an extension for 24, but no mention was made after that. Um, obviously, he wins the day 2500 in his not his first career start, but the first start of his rookie season. Uh, that's a way to kick off a, a career, right? Um, and it's kind of not been super great since then. Uh, we know how talented Austin is. We saw him in the Xfinity series. He won a title. He was, you know, a quarter of an inch away from winning a title that he lost to to Mr. Voldemort himself the next year. Um, but we so we know how talented he is. We know how good those cars can be, even though as a whole, Ford and, and Penske have struggled a little bit in this next gen car, despite winning both titles so far in it, of course. Um I, I think that's uh, important to note. Tim Sindrick, Austin's dad, is is the head guy for the Indy program uh, for Roger Penske, and he also has his hand in the NASCAR stuff as well. I think that Roger kind of views him as a son almost, which kind of makes Austin family basically to Roger. I would be very surprised if they were to move on from Austin. I almost think that's not going to happen. I think if, if anything, worst case, they might slide him to the 21 Wood Brothers car or something, but I don't think that they'd take him out of the two car. I think he'll be around longer. I think that's a long-term thing for them. Maybe the deal's not in place yet, but I think that every intention would be uh, to keep him long-term. And I think they should. I think that he's very talented. I think we just haven't quite seen the full potential. I do expect a little bit of a step up from him this year. I'm hoping that Ford continues to kind of, we've seen him start to figure it out a little more, right? They're kind of been the one manufacturer that's lagged behind a little uh, as far as a race-to-race basis. I think they continue to step forward. I think that we're going to see a little bit more improvement from Austin this year, and I really don't think his job's going anywhere. At some point, honestly, if you're if you're expecting your driver to do better, then you need to do better for your driver sometimes. Because sometimes there are drivers who have talent and could probably drive better if they had better equipment. And not to say, obviously, that Penske's got bad equipment, but it's But not- even you look at Joey like, what do I always say about it? He's the hardest driver in the garage to figure out if he's going to be good or not on any given week because it's very inconsistent. And he's a two-time champion. He's one of the better drivers in the sport. We know that. But he's not competing every single week to win races either. And he's obviously much farther along and, and in a better spot than Austin is. So I think that's got a way into, yes, his performance hasn't been as great, but he's also not been given the maximum opportunity that you would hope at this point either. Yeah, and that's the thing too. And that, that's something like with football and with with all the baseball and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of stuff is a little bit more even playing ground, but when you're dealing with racing, you can't I mean, I know it's hard to field three cars that are all the most competitive that you can. So one kind of takes the back seat, but like again, what you see a lot of times is is that third driver or that fourth driver sort of struggling and then we automatically equate that to well that's not a very good driver whereas look no if their teammates are out there winning championships well, then what's austin Cindric's excuse well i mean you gave these guys top of the line stuff and you had to skimp somewhere and unfortunately that skimp is on austin Cindric's car right and and it's not like it's that far off but sometimes that's enough in nascar that that millimeter that inch that tape underneath the 
the uh, the rap. You know, those are the differences between you winning races and not. So if if a, a piece of tape can have you win a race, imagine what something else would do if, if you were able to give Cindric a little supercharge. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of sticking in the Penske camp, going over to the Wood Brothers car. Harrison Burton, he's entering his third season in the Cup Series. Very underwhelming. He has been, um, you know, is it kind of the check keeps clearing and that's why he's in that ride is kind of what it's starting to seem like at this point. So you look at the Ford camp and you think, you know, who would take that out of the Ford camp? What if Riley Herbst has another good season in Xfinity? Is he a guy you would look to for that car? Monster. They seem to love the guy. I mean, we made fun of Monster for sticking with him a couple of years ago. Now we see why they did, right? And they believed, and and he's come a long ways. I think he would be great addition in that 21 car. Um, we've seen that 21 car be very successful with guys like Ryan Blaney and stuff. Um, and, yeah, Will, Reaney in the, in the uh, comments here, how long until will the Wood Brothers put up with Harrison underperforming? And I think – I think this is the year. I think if you don't see a big difference from him, I think he's an okay race car driver. We saw him do decent in the Xfinity series, never really lit the world on fire. And he was in the best equipment. The, uh, you know, he was in the Gibbs Xfinity equipment, which we know how good that is. Um, and yeah, Will says he, he would have cut him already too. I think this is his last chance. I think if he doesn't perform well, which I don't really see happening, I just, I've not seen enough from him to think that, there's going to be a difference. Um, so I think this will be the final season we see Harrison in that car. Um, and, that you know, I'd love to see someone like Riley maybe get the opportunity. It doesn't have to be someone from the Ford camp, of course. There's other people they could put in that car. Maybe they decide to go with a veteran like a McDowell. Um, they do seem to want to have someone who, who brings some sponsorship with them. Um, but we'll see. I, I do think that this is probably the last year for Harrison before they, they consider moving on. And you know what's crazy? This is only his third season in the Cup Series, or it'll be his fourth season in the Cup Series. He's he's had three. This will be is this? Well, I mean, this this will be his third season. Well, he well okay. So his his third full season. He did make a start in twenty twenty one, but um yeah his his third. This is only we're only talking about that. He's twenty three years old. Like it's so crazy to think that this young of a guy. We're already talking about putting him on the hook to not drive the twenty one anymore. Started twenty fifth. Average start of twenty five point three. Average finish of twenty four point seven six DNFs. Only two top tens last season. I guess if you're driving for a ride, you got to do better than that for sure. And you know, if he doesn't, I, I, where does he go? I mean, th- does he go into another ride in NASCAR, or or does he have to go back down to Xfinity? Like, wh- uh, I don't know the cups. I mean. Uh, how desperate is the 38 car for somebody that can bring money? This is what I'm saying. Something like that. I, I mean, Rick, where if, if they want to go that at range, uh, there's, there's cars that would put him in there. Uh, colleague. They're always, they're always looking for somebody that's bringing money, chasing hashtag chasing sponsors. Um, so, you know, I mean, there's, there could be other opportunities, places like Dex imaging, you know, continue to follow them around. There's other sponsors that, that have kind of came, come along with them. Obviously, his dad has got some sway and, and some friends in the sport as well. Just, just um, so you know, he knows a few people. He's still involved, you know, NBC and everything too. So I don't know. I think I, I think it would be okay to see him go back to Xfinity. Um, I, I think that he did well there, and and that maybe that's more of his speed. And it's worked out for some other guys, right? A cool customer is back down there. It's worked out. We've seen John Hunter go back that route and, and make his way back. He's he went all the way back to trucks, and now he's made his way back up. He's in a better situation than he was before. We expect better results out of him this time. 
I mean, he really laid out the plan for for what you can do to rehab yourself and get back there if you do have the talent. So speaking of John Hunter, they do have him on this list. Um, nothing was said about, uh, you know, it was announced that he would be there for 24. Nothing was said past that. We obviously both talked about him going to replace Truex. So I think that that could be where he goes. That leaves the question, who could go into the 42 car? Obviously, that could be a very open-ended question. You kind of look at the Toyota camp. Chandler Smith, I think, would be the guy I would circle. I'm expecting him to have a huge season um, in Xfinity. If Eric Almarola has a good season in Xfinity and decides he wants to come back, does he stick in the Toyota camp and go into that car? That could be an option. Sheldon Creed could have a huge season in Xfinity. He could go there. Um, Toyota, does Corey Heim jump from the truck series after dominating into the legacy ride? We've seen two other guys do it this past season. He would be a great op- option for that car. Um, so the Toyota camp is is plentiful through their development uh, core and group. And so I think that likely you would see someone from their their development team moving on up into that spot if John Hunter kind of moves up and over into the uh, into the Gibbs camp. Which could happen, but I don't know. Listen, it, I think that John Hunter is going to be a staple of that legacy team. I feel like a revitalized. He's, he's a place. He's a placeholder for Gibbs. I'm. He's he's on the fast track to the Gibbs house. I don't know. I I think I think if he does well enough, I think if he if then legacy oh, would be done. That's all the more go. reason to put him in the Gibbs car. Well, but that's all the more reason for legacy to fight for him. I mean, you know, like I'm saying, yeah. don't let him don't let him roll mm-hmm. over and 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 get uh, get away from you. If you're gonna stall, if yeah. listen, if you're gonna make him a stalwart, make him a stalwart. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't I, let I think him Joe, be a place. I think holder. Joe's still pulling the strings in Toyota camp. I think that probably if Joe wants a Toyota driver, Joe gets a Toyota driver. So, I, I think that that John Hunter is. I think he's. I think part of the entire deal, and I think maybe even part of him going to Legacy because he's leaving JGR Xfinity, which he's he's still going to be racing for them, which shows to the relationship, shows to the continued development. I think that part of the entire deal is, hey, look, he's our driver. You can have him until Truex is done, and then he comes over here. Uh, that's that's how I see that going. One final one on here, Rod. Voldemort himself, driver of the number 31. Wait, <laughs> Daniel what's his name Adler. again? What's his name again? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that guy. Uh, he is listed on here. Obviously, we know that that colleague is just waiting for Dale Jr. to want to come into the Cup Series and split money with them or they're selling to the highest bidder. So your guess is as good as mine. I don't think he even deserves to be in the Cup Series now. Does he come back next year because he continues to bring sponsors? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? And that's the end of discussion for him. Because- I mean, re- that's really... Uh, they don't even have their other... So, funny thing, <laughs> Matt Benedetto posted one of his long, sappy videos today. Um, if you remember, he tweeted out that pen emoji a few years ago. Mm, yes. Uh, <laughs> Now his he had a sponsor deal, Rod. Someone finally wanted to sponsor him, and it fell. So, <laughs> so no ride for for Matt DiBenedetto to this point. <sighs> Much to the chagrin of everyone who asks under Bob's t- every single tweet whether it has anything to do with Matt or not. <laughs> I, you know, and I feel bad. Look, I I hate dancing on people's graves. I'm you know me. I'm one of the biggest softies that you can ever imagine. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just weird, but. Uh, yeah, it, it's sad to see that kind of stuff happen. Uh, John Little in the chat, packing in the podcast this week, fellas. Hardest working guys in the pod business. Thanks, John. We John, are- we're Greg Biffle days away 
from having cars on the track. Fans will be allowed in the stands that day even. Oh, baby, we're getting so close. We're pretty much back to our five days a week. This is only our fourth uh, NASCAR show. Well, technically our third. We had an IndyCar show in there. But I don't know. If I could talk Rod into coming back tomorrow, you never know. We might have another show tomorrow. I, I don't <laughs> think that would be a very difficult conversation to have. So I think, I think we're we'll, right We'll there check there. the schedules with the wives, and uh, you might see us tomorrow. Who knows? Indeed. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, then, uh, yeah, let's uh, I think we're good. Right. We've talked through all of the free agents. We've talked through yeah, all that's of the- everything we kind of know about. Again, like I said at the beginning, we don't necessarily know everything. I don't know that there's anyone else that would retire. Rod seems to think Kozlowski's getting close, but I don't. He's uh, Denny's close. definitely not ready. Uh, Truex is kind of the older guy there. I mean, the Almirola we kind of knew was coming. Harvick we knew was coming. Kyle's not going anywhere. Denny's not going anywhere. Truex is is the guy that's got the biggest question mark. Um, so I think that other than that, we don't really have any big retirements coming up. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's a majority of potential free agents after the season. Obviously, a lot can happen between now and then. Silly season we know really picks up midway through the season, and, and there will be updates throughout everything. But it's always fun to speculate it as we just keep killing time until we get cars on the track. Indeed. Um, all right. Well, then let's send everybody on their way to uh, enjoy the rest of their Friday or whenever you listen to this Saturday, Sunday. This one's kind of an evergreen one. So whenever you listen to this one, hopefully you enjoy the rest of your day. So, Cody, as we do, remind ha- happy everybody. Happy 4th of July if you're just catching up on this one. <laughs> <laughs> happy Arbor Day. I don't know. Whatever. Ha- what, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, yeah. So, Rod, uh, I've got one more thing. Ooh, what? 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 Uh, what, what? Do we want to announce uh, what we're doing? Oh, yes. Thank you. All See, right. this is why I, you're the host. I even put this in here, so hopefully I don't mess anything up. We are going to have a Daytona 500 contest, uh, $100 and a $100 SGPN merch store gift card to the winner. Super simple. You just pick who wins the Daytona 500. That's all you have to do. Um, I will, as soon as we're off of this, I will drop the link over in the discord i'll also put it on our twitter put it on our facebook all of that click on the link you got to be subscribed to the youtube channel take a screenshot of you being subscribed you submit that picture you type in who you want to win the race or who you think wins the race that's it of course we know anybody can win the daytona 500 we've seen long shots do it to what three consecutive years now so you pick anybody stenhouse of course pictured here on the graphic if you're watching on youtube he's the guy who got it done last year um if we have multiple people that pick the same winner we'll put you on the random prize wheel um and then there's also of everyone who enters going to be one randomly selected your driver doesn't have to win but someone randomly selected will get a nascar gambling podcast hoodie as well so we're tossing that in as well so thanks to the bosses for letting us put this on this is going to be a lot of be a lot of fun i'm excited for it i'm excited to see we're gonna have to definitely recap this uh that week and see who who's the most picked driver if we get what if somebody that doesn't have we'll have to go to second place it's going to be great but uh i will have the link and everything for that uh, out momentarily once we're uh, off off live here and everybody give it up for cody who came up with that graphic by himself oh, if you're not watching man. on youtube you, you need it that was a beautiful beautiful Remember last graphic. time i tried to create a graphic rod it was not good i do i do <laughs> but that was fantastic that time cody sent it to me on a text message and was like what do you think of this and i was like what who did you hire to have that done i didn't say that but i thought in my mind i I put in some time last night i was i was feeling it and uh yeah i'm actually kind of proud of this graphic it looks 
It looks pretty nice. So I'm proud of it too, and I'm proud of the contest. I mean, this is a this is a big deal. So yeah. you got yeah, you know, so, yeah, two. I mean, two hundred bucks basically to the winner, right? You get a hundred in cash, and then a hundred to spend in the in the merch store. We just talked about all the great stuff there. Not just for our show, all the shows. There's tons of good stuff. You got the refs or terrorist shirts. Got the old fashioned stuff. Golf, gambling, hockey, all the there's stuff for everything. Brockhard, Purdy, they, I mean, they're so good at coming up with with shirts for all the different guys. There's a special agent, agent one this summer when he was tearing, or this fall when he was tearing it up for the Bears, all the fun stuff. So always a good time. Uh, but yeah, again, Discord, Twitter, Facebook, X, I guess, rather than Twitter, whatever. It'll be at all those places. So the only, th- only thing you got to do, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's pretty easy. Just go over to YouTube, NASCAR Gaming Podcast. If you're watching now, obviously, you're probably already subscribed. Uh, yeah, it helps us out. And then, uh, yeah, if you we're getting into the time of year, ramping up for the season, if you can leave those reviews, those ratings, even if you've left like an Apple review again, go in and refresh that review. It'll pop back up. Helps us in the algorithm. Helps us keep putting on big contests like this and uh, making you guys winners. Indeed. Yeah, it keeps the bosses happy, which is in turn keeps us happy, which keeps you happy and the giant machine that is the Google algorithm happy as well. Um, cause let's just face it. We're all slaves to the algorithm at this point. It doesn't even matter anymore. Like it's true. Like it does. Yeah. That big algorithm has us all, uh, soon we'll be replaced by the algorithm anyways. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> whatever. They can have my job. I'm, I'm already past retirement age anyway. So whatever. Um, I, I am the Martin or the Brad Kozlowski. Of the, yeah. I was going to say, right? yeah, you're probably older than Brad anyways. So I feel like <laughs> Time I to am. send you out to pasture. Yeah. Well then it begins now. Let's send everybody else out to pasture. Cody, remind everybody where they can find you on social media. Yes. Follow me over on the X at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, I can find all my work there. Just dropped this morning, uh, underdog defensive plays for the divisional weekend here. Uh, it's a lot of fun to do. I'm excited about that. And, uh, that's going to, that, going to keep running through conference championships through the super bowl all that fun stuff so keep following along and uh yeah we had indie talk yesterday i think that was that was a lot of fun on here f1 earlier this week maybe we'll be back tomorrow if we can cook something up and get our wives approvals who knows we'll figure it out for sure uh follow me on x at rj via gomez link in the bottom everything i got going on i got a royal rumble piece coming back out again i'm going to refresh those odds for you if you're into the royal rumble uh and then we give you some of picks that i like there and then arena football's back so check the x i'm gonna have a link up to uh to the western division preview of the arena football league i love i love football you know that i love arena football and i know you guys do too so check that out on there as well we could be back tomorrow keep that feed open keep making sure that you refresh and and find out and if we are we'll see you then but if not enjoy your weekend everybody and until then until next time let's go racing and let it ride